three, two, one. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Hey Friends podcast. It's time for a key and some tea with your host, Good Journey. Quote of the day is, I don't lose. I either win or I learn. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Hey Friends podcast. I am your host, Good Journey. And on today is actually New Year's. January 1 is when we're recording. So happy New Year's out there to all of you guys. I am in full expectation of something amazing happening this year. I don't know what it is. Well, I have... Let me not lie to you. I have thoughts of what I want it to be, and I've put that out into the world. I've prayed on it. I've written my goals down, like it says in the Bible in the book of Habakkuk, to do to write your goals down, make it plain. I've done all of that, and I am in excited expectation for what God has in store for my life. Like I am coming into 2023 for all intents and purposes, and for lack of a better term, guns blazing. Like, I don't get out the way, because really and truly, it's just like full steam ahead. We're out here. We're moving. We're shaking. I love newness. And if you were at, if we were on the last podcast, I said that we are going to celebrate. So today, we are celebrating to podcast number two, and we're also celebrating to a new year. So happy new year to all of you out there. I'm wishing, and I'm hoping, and I'm praying for something beautiful, something awesome, something amazing to happen in your life this year. I don't know what that sound was, child, but hopefully it doesn't happen again. <laughs> but I am hoping for all the most amazing things, your wildest dreams, your wildest wishes to come true this year and in the years beyond. Cheers. Okay, I said I'll drink on the show, but I won't eat um, because chewing in the mic is actually low-key disrespectful. So what I want to talk about today is just cheers to a happy new year. Like, we come into, hopefully, if you're an optimist, let me not just say things. When you're optimistic like me, you come into new situations hoping for the very best thing to happen. Like, there is no way that I'm coming even into a new week without expecting something great to happen, something outside of the ordinary, something that maybe I've worked for something for a very long time and I'm seeing the fruits of my labor. And it especially is the case when it's a brand new year. There's just so many new possibilities. And I've seen it in so many different instances where your, your life can completely change in the span of a year. And I'm thinking about like <laughs> Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Now, it's not celebrity, so we're not going to get into that, and that's really very old news, let's be clear. However, that girl's life changed so drastically in a year because she was open to change. She was open to something new, open to something different. She finally released herself from the shackles of a Scott Disick and moved on to her greater pasture. So I am releasing myself from 2022 and the shackles of a Scott Disick in my life, whoever, whatever that may be, and moving on to something great and miraculous and powerful and good. And I'm hoping that you're doing the same thing too. So even if you're not the eternal optimist like myself, some may call me like toxic positivity a little bit. I would much rather be toxically positive than just negative. Like what's there to look forward to when you're a negative person? Like how boring is life? How dreadful is life when you're a negative person? 
So leave that alone. Leave that in 2023. Leave that in yesterday. Leave that in last week. Leave that in last month and move on to something bigger and better. Look at me preaching on this mic. That's even what I'm, that wasn't even what I was going to talk about. But you know, when stuff is flowing, you just go with it, right? Okay. So I was looking on Instagram because the way that I scour Instagram is nuts. I work from home. So I have like my three screens for work and then I have my MacBook that's usually playing some kind of Real Housewives show. And then I have my phone in my hand at all times and I'm usually doing like an Instagram store. I'm scouring through Instagram, looking at comments, all of those kinds of things. And there was a post that came up a couple of weeks back um, from a guy named at Ray Love Jr. underscore. It's on Twitter, but it went on to Instagram. And it said, Zora Neale Hurston once said, there are years that ask questions and years that answer which was 22 for you. So in terms of what 22 for me was, it was a year that answered questions. I am, by my personality, a very passive individual. I've, for the better part of my life, kind of allowed life to happen to me. And I didn't complain because when something happens, you just put on a good attitude and you roll with the punches. You make lemonade, <laughs> you make lemonade out of the lemons that you're given. And to an extent, it's necessary, right? Like life is full of twists and turns and a lot of different things that you're not expecting. But I feel like I was doing it to a fault, almost so that like I didn't want to say what I really wanted for fear of someone leaving me, or I didn't really want to do what I really wanted because I was afraid that it was going to fail. So I felt like 2022 was really... Hold on, because... 20, ooh, 2022 was really that year where I just kind of came out of that and I was like, listen, I'm 30, 36 years old. I had to think about it. I'm 36 years old. I'm no longer a young adult. I'm becoming the person that I'm going to be. And how am I gonna live this life and just be passive and just let things happen and just be the nice person that just allows people to run over them all, all the time? It's like, it's not good. It's not good for my psyche. It's not good to teach my daughter to be that way. Like you have to move through life with intention. You have to move through life knowing what you want and going after that thing and not being scared to lose somebody or not being scared to lose a job or not being scared to lose a thing in pursuit of your greater purpose. Because ultimately, that person, that thing, that contract, whatever it is, it wasn't in alignment to your greater purpose. So do you want the comfort of the now or do you want the power of the forever? And in 2022, that question was answered. I want the power of forever. I no longer want the comfort of the now. The comfort of like, okay, I'm a go around to get around and I'm gonna be all right and I'm gonna make it all right because I could, my, my lemonade is delicious and these lemons they're throwing at me, don't worry, I'm gonna add some sugar, I'm gonna add some strawberries to it, we're gonna um, you know, make it a slushy, like it's gonna be delicious, but we're gonna have to work really hard. So now it's like, I'm not accepting your, I don't want your lemons, go away from me with that, Apollo. Like I don't want your lemons, go away. I'm gonna create something completely different, something that is in line to my greater purpose. So yes, 2022 answered the question. 2023, happy expectation. Like taking this energy that I got in probably like the fourth quarter of 2022 and moving it into 2023 and beyond, when I tell you I'm about to be unstoppable, hmm, 
Well, okay. So a lot of people on Instagram and, you know, social media, none of my friends, because my friends are really like bossy. You understand what I'm saying? But I've seen and heard of a lot of things where it's like, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't think about New Year's goals. I don't, I don't do that kind of thing. And it's trendy because it's like, you're different, right? Like, oh, you're too cool to do that. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I, I can't get in people's headspace. And I don't want to be dismissive of somebody because maybe that's your story. But I'm here to change your mind. If you have that story, I'm here to change your mind because I truly feel that if you're not walking through life with some kind of goal, what are you doing? Like, what, I, I guess I'm just trying to understand, like, what is it that you're doing if, if not in pursuit of a goal? And it doesn't necessarily need to be a money goal. Like, maybe your goal is, you know, that you're trying to get another job. And to get this job, you have to get this certification or this degree or you have to get this many hours. Like, those are goals that you should write down. You should write them down. You should be intentional. They should be smart. They should be action-oriented. They should have a timestamp on it. They should navigate you to where you want to go. So before, <laughs> before there were cell phones in everybody's pockets that was connected to the internet, we had a thing called MapQuest. And on MapQuest, you would go on your big old home desktop computer, because every home had one, maybe two, and you would go there and you would input the address of where you wanted to go because you had never been there before. None of us have been in 2023 before, right? So you put in the address because you've never been there before and MapQuest would show you the turn-by-turn -turn directions on how to get there, similar to what you have on your phone. And then we would then print out these turn-by-turn -turn directions because how are you gonna remember? I've never been there before. I mean, I can look at it. Here's the goal. Here's the turn-by-turn -turn directions. I now know where I'm going, but if I don't print it out, if I don't write it down, I'm gonna forget, I'm gonna lose sight, I'm gonna make a wrong turn and be unawares of where I am to go next because I've never been here before. So can I ask you, if you have a goal, write it down. Can you write it down? You've never been to 2023 before, you've never been to July 2nd of 2023. What if there's a roadblock in your way? What if something happens and you get completely derailed by these goals that you said, this is important to me and this is where I want my life to go. And you get completely derailed because life happens. Lemons are going to get thrown at you. They will, that's life. But if you have it written down, you can always come back to it and say, okay, I'm supposed to be here. I may need to take a detour. It may take me a month or two, but I'm gonna get back on this road because I have a goal in mind. I have somewhere I'm trying to be. It's not only smart, it's a biblical thing to write it down, make it plain, so that those that see it can run with it. Like, it's just so important as people that want to go somewhere in life to have a goal, to write it down, and to get yourself bought into it. The more you see it, at first it may seem so lofty, like it's never gonna happen for me. Sidebar, I would never come in with that kind of energy and you shouldn't either, but you know, sometimes stuff happens. You know, and you come in with that kind of energy, it's like it's never going to happen for me. But the more you see it, the more you read it, the more it comes into your heart and into your mind and becomes part of your psyche. Like, you can't help but after a certain point to start believing it. And once you start believing it, things start to happen. You know how they say that, you know, a lot of famous people, when they're coming up, they like, I didn't have a plan B. Like, if this failed, I don't know what I was going to do with my life. Um... 
I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that that's the best course of action because a lot of that time it has to deal with the luck, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying that's just like, if you truly believe that you can get something and you work hard for it, you have a plan, maybe you need a mentor to kind of teach you the step-by-step -step directions, teach you the ropes on how to get there. But if you have a game plan, what, who is going to stop you? Who gonna check you, boo? Like who? What is stopping you except for you? You can say up and down that there's like forces beyond my control that are keeping me down here. And that's fair, and that could be the case. But very few people in this life have made a life for themselves because it was easy. They had to swim up current. They had to duck and dive and dodge and do a whole lot of different things to move and to get where they're going. So it may be difficult, it probably will be, but it's gonna be worth it. I'm sitting in a space in my life where I'm looking at all the things that I've done, all the goals that I've made, and I'm living in answered prayers. Do you understand? Like, do you understand how crazy that is to live your life in an unanswered prayer and to be blessed enough to realize that? I wish that I wish the same for you. I wish the same for you, that those prayers that you used to pray back in college, back in high school, back in the day, like you would just like be on your knees and just like hoping and having all the faith in the world and just not seeing the forest beyond the trees. And now you look back and you're like, yo, like I'm here. I'm here right now. That is so dope to me. And I'm hoping that that's going to be the same for you. So we've talked about goals and how important they are. Um, and I... I will say that sometimes when we went into MapQuest, right, and let's say that you're gonna, you know, you know, you're going on a road trip, and the instructions are a lot. It's like two pages that you had to print out because it was a lot of different turns. You had to do a lot of this, 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 and this. That's kind of how I feel about yearly goals. When you take a chunk of 365 days and you assign a goal to 365 days, you're setting yourself up for failure because our minds cannot comprehend that length of time and to be consistent for that length of time because the goal is too far away. So I have some tips. I started reading the, a book called The 12 Week Year, where essentially every 12 weeks signifies a year. And in those 12 weeks, you've assigned goals. So every quarter, you have a goal for your year. And it helps, there's like science behind it and there's research that's been done and there's a lot of things that, that have to do with that time frame. And I'm not gonna get into it because frankly, I don't remember. The book is sitting on my nightstand and it was a really good read. I would, I would ask that you read it. It's a really good book. Um, but it helped me to recalibrate how I'm writing those goals. Yes, I have the big pie in the sky goals that it's like this is where I wanna go in life but I have to break it up into chunks because I'm not gonna be able to take that whole, I'm not gonna be able to eat the whole elephant. I have to eat it one bite at a time. So I have these goals that I've set out for the quarter and that's, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm headed for. It's like two to three, I think one quarter is like four, but it's not more than that. It's small increments because you're looking for those wins. You're looking for wins along the way to keep you going. You're looking for things that's going to keep you on your path. Even when you kind of get shaken a little bit, you're just like, all right, I'm a little bit off, but I can get back on it because my goal is attainable in this small amount of time. I can make it happen. So let's say for you, your goal is to, and just because it's off the top of my head, your goal is to get a, a, 
work certification. I work in HR, so let's say a PHR certification, professional and human resources. Like, not my phone going off. Like, that is important to me. And, and it's gonna help me in my career to become a vice president of human resources. So let me get the certification. You're not gonna, your 12 week goal isn't gonna be like, I wanna be a vice president of a Fortune 500 company. That might be your ultimate goal, your North Star, the thing that you're working hard towards. But your 12 week goal may look something like, I'm gonna sign up to take the test on this day. And from this day to this day, I'm gonna get the study materials, I'm gonna join a class, I'm gonna do what I need to do and study. I'm gonna take a practice test on this day. Like it's very distinct and specific the moves you're going to make in those 12 weeks to get to your North Star. And you might not get to your North Star in the 365 days, but guess what? You're closer than you were. You're closer than you are by just wishing and hoping that you run into the right person at some networking event. Because when, oh, I'm not even gonna say this because I'm gonna get, get it wrong. But when timing meets opportunity, there's, some, there's like a, a whole thing about that. Like when timing meets opportunity, then success happens or something like that. So you have to put yourself in the place to be able to receive it. You have to give yourself the experiences necessary to be able to receive that thing. So make your goals. Keep them in 12-week increments, smaller bites to eat the bigger elephant. PETA, don't come after me. This is all hypothetical. Ain't nobody eating elephants. But make it the smaller goals so that you're moving forward towards your North Star. Okay, so we talked about goals. We've talked about if we've learned or if we have questions about 2022. And I just want to say things that I'm expecting in 2023? What am I looking forward to? And that's, I feel like this is personal, but we're all friends, so let's get into the personality of the thing, right? I am looking forward to finding a a relationship that's going to stand the test of time, a romantic relationship. Like, I'm looking for a, I'm not looking for, I'm in hopeful expectation of a romantic partner that's going to be in line with God's plan for my life. And so that's, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to in 2023. Like, what does that look like? I don't know, never been there before. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to what my job has in store for me. I got nominated and accepted into this program at work that's kind of, it's basically like a leadership molding program like it, it helps you into get to getting into leadership roles and I started it in late in 20 late 2022 I've got assigned a mentor I have you know meant classes with me and and people that are, are coming along the journey with me and I've learned so much from these small groups and so much from my mentor and I'm just excited to see how that plays out in my professional life like I I work for an amazing company and I have no intention of leaving anytime soon. Truly, I don't. If y'all are watching, I'm not going anywhere. Y'all gonna have to carry me out. But I feel like I'm putting myself in the right places and doing the right things to let thy will be done. Like I'm doing the things that I need to do to just to never say never and to be careful with saying no. And, and that's exciting for me. The other thing I'm excited about is y'all and this podcast and just seeing what happens and seeing where it, where it may go and and just being in this living room and talking to y'all and bringing my friends on and talking to them and and just sharing my life in this kind of a medium I'm looking forward to just doing this cuz this 
again, brings me a ton of joy. So I don't know what it's going to look like in 2023. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what it's going to do, but I'm in optimistic expectation and I can't wait to see what happens in that way. And so because of balance, what am I leaving in 2022? What is not coming with me? Excuse me. What's not coming with me in 2022 or in 2023? What am I leaving in 2022? That's a hard question to answer because I had a good year. I did not have a bad year. I did not have bad habits. My, I had a mantra in 2022 that I'm going to just kind of take into my years going forward, just my adult life. And that's discipline and consistency. Like you can move mountains if you're disciplined enough and if you're consistent enough. Um, I'm a realtor and they say, you know, in, in the first year of being a real estate agent, there's a really high percentage that you're going to fail. It's a very competitive business because the barriers to entry are low. If you know how to take a test, you can be a realtor. The barriers to entry are low, the numbers that come in are high, and the failure rate is excessive. Why? Because people give up. People give up because it's not easy. And so because it's not easy and maybe you, you don't have what you need to continue on, they fall off. So that first year, if you don't get a household, if you don't get a listing, you may not be able to eat. So what are you going to do? You have to get another job. And when you get another job, it takes you away from real estate. And before you know it, you're no longer a realtor. And so I've been in real estate now for eight years. And I do okay. I do fine. But it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm consistent enough and I'm disciplined enough because it's it's something that is important to me. And I understand that without the discipline and without the consistency, I'm going to fail. It's not a matter of if I will fail. It's actually a matter of when. It's a matter of time. So I'm not leaving necessarily anything in 2022. I felt like I was consistent. I was disciplined. I was focused. I was energized. I did things that made me happy, that brought me joy. I stopped doing things that didn't make me happy. I stopped caring too much about what people thought of me and just started living my life and living my truth. My Instagram stories are a mess, but that's because that's just who I am. Like, I'm okay, first of all, I'm not a mess all the time, but I'm not this perfectly boxed person that always colors within the lines and, and never has a bad day and is looking perfect all day. Like that's just not my life, but that's the person I was pretending to be for a lot of years, um, this perfect person. And obviously nobody living is perfect, but I held on to that so tightly because I thought that's what people expected of me and I didn't wanna let anybody down. And I mean, I don't wanna be rude or nothing, but frankly, I don't care if I let you down. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I simply just do not care because it doesn't make any difference. Your opinion of me doesn't change my life in any way. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it worse. I care about you because I care about people, but what you think of me isn't going to change the way that I move. Do you understand what I'm saying? So super excited about 2023, really happy about 2022 and what's what happened and, and what's going to continue and what's moving forward in 2023. And I hope you guys are the same too. I hope this gave you just a little bit of something to think about, right? 
making those goals, writing them down, focusing on on your North Star and the small bites that you got to take to get there. And um, yeah, I guess that's it for today. Let me jump off my pedestal, take off my coat. My sermon is over. We're going to have some celebrity. Okay, so y'all know when that sound comes on, it is tea time. And I've got a lot to talk about today in terms of celebrity news. But if I'm going to be honest, we'll keep it at three because we got to keep this moving. We got to keep the train on the tracks. I've got time and we got to keep it moving. All right. So I will say first and foremost, condolences to the Pointer Sisters. Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters passed away today at 74 years old um, after a battle of cancer. So shout out to the Pointer Sisters and my condolences to them. Um, the next thing, I am a lover of sound. I love music. And when I think about music, it's so layered and it's so beautiful and it's so rich. But the thing that gets me most, if nothing else, are vocals. I think the things people can do with their voices is magic. It's such a gift to be able to sing and to sing well and to sing well for an extended period. Like I'm talking about years and years and years because your voice, vocal cords, they're muscles. And you know when you go into the gym and you work too hard and you can't walk for two days? Same thing happens with your voice if you don't know how to sing right. So a lot of these singers these not a lot of these singers but some of the singers these days remember that versus battle with ray j and how mess it was like those are people that can sing but they can't sing correctly so they can't sing for long periods of time their voice just does not go anyway rolling stone our resident music publication ranked the greatest singers of all time and i was all eyes and ears to this because i am so gung-ho about singers so i'm going to tell you who the top 10 singers of all time crazy. R. Number 10 is Al Green. Yes. Number nine, Otis Redding. Yes. Number eight is our girl, Houston, Texas own Beyonce. And if you take out, I don't know if there's any Beyonce haters in the world. I can't imagine that there are. But if you take out the pomp and circumstance of a Beyonce, the dance moves, the, the glamour, the gorgeous woman that she is, and you just isolate her vocals, she is a phenom. Like her voice is insane. And then to think about the fact that she's been doing this since she was this big is crazy. Like the amount of work that she puts into her craft I stand, and that is why I'm a Beyonce stand. I'm not a Beyonce stand because I love all her songs, because frankly, I don't. That um, Lion King soundtrack wasn't my favorite. I felt like it was, and don't come for me in the comments, um, Beehive, honestly, but I felt it was a little pandering. As a Nigerian myself, it was giving pandering. However, eliminate all of that, that is the most talented woman of my generation, truly. Moving on. Number seven, Stevie Wonder, an icon, a legend, the moment. Number six, Ray Charles. I always, the funny thing is like growing up when I was younger, I would get Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder confused. Like I would mix them up all the time. But I, in my mind, Ray Charles is Stevie Wonder's big brother. And it's not because both of them are blind or hard of sight or didn't have sight. I don't know the PC way to say that, but they can't see. 
I don't know if that's the case. I just think their styles are so similar. The way they're all on the way they're on the piano, the kind of music that they sing, it's a very similar sound in my mind. Number five, and I disagree with this because I feel like she should be higher, is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is an angel sent from God. Like her voice is a miracle. The range on this person is almost otherworldly. It doesn't make sense. If you're like any kind of technical singer, it's this person can go from a tenor to a soprano, maybe even to a baritone, like the and and keep it all in chest voice. Like it's I don't know what she did in her past life. I don't know what her parents I know her mom's an opera singer, but I don't I'm not talking about like literally, but I don't know what they did to get this gift, but I'm glad that Mariah Carey exists. And I wonder a lot if she were a gospel singer, what that would, what that would have been. How many lives, because it's almost like, did God give you this gift to be a singer? Yes. But did God give you this gift to bring people to Christ? Absolutely. That's what I think. So in my mind, I'm like, if she were a gospel singer, and she just toured or, you know, was part of a worship team or something like that. Like how many people would be brought to Christ just based on her voice and her gift? Like how, how many people would that bring in? Is that weird to think about? Probably. Anyway, I think about it. Number four is Billie Holiday. Legend. Number three is Sam Cooke. And the picture up here that they have of Sam Cooke, he was a gorgeous young man. Mm-hmm. Number two... And I just watched her biopic the other day and no shade, but that biopic was giving Lifetime movie. Like it was not very good. It was giving like, um, what are those movies on Tubi? Yeah, it was, the production was very, very low. And I'm not quite sure why, because why are you in the theater? We've all seen a Whitney Houston biopic. We've seen the Bobby biopic. Like we've seen them all. We know Whitney's story. So your job wasn't to tell the story. Your job was to bring the story to life and you didn't do it. And I'm upset about it. But number two is Whitney Houston. And I can say a lot of things about Whitney Houston and the troubles that she went through and the hardships and all of that. But eliminating all of those things, Whitney Houston's voice, I don't even like the Star Spangled Banner. And I'll play that on repeat just because of the way that she sang that song. Her voice, they call her a mezzo-soprano, I think is what her range is, which is basically nuts. But uh, a gift, an actual gift to the world, Whitney Houston. And number one is Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, I, Rolling Stone got this right. Rolling Stone got this right. And I love that every single person on this list is a black person. Because Rolling Stone is not a black publication. Let's keep that real. And every single person on this list is a black person. Chew on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my last story of the day, and this is something that I don't really care about if I'm going to be real with you, but I feel like I should talk about it because it's weird. It's a weird story to me. So, you know, Northwest, Kanye and Kim's daughter has a TikTok and on her TikTok, she's a child. She does children things. She shows her life because that's her life to us. It may seem exorbitant and crazy, but that's what she knows. So she shows what she knows. She does her makeup tutorials, which how does she know how to do makeup so good? I don't know. She's nine years old. I have an eight-year-old. And one time my daughter, 
had like mascara or something that she was playing with and it got everywhere like it wasn't even close <laughs> and so I'm just it's it's wild that like this girl is just so good at that anyway North put on her TikTok and it got quickly taken down a video of their two Pomeranian dogs I don't know the names again I don't care and the dogs were in a garage and that's where the dogs lived. Like, it looks like they had a bed. They had a little Christmas tree put up. It was lit very well. There was, like, gates around it. it the dogs were in there. And the internets didn't like that. And I'm like, why? Like, why? I don't, I don't understand why the internets wouldn't like that. Here's my thing. Northwest Garage is not your garage. Please be very clear. Like, the, the garage that Northwest has attached to her home is larger and probably better than all of our homes. <laughs> like It's not like they're living in squalor. These dogs are in a temperature controlled, well-lit environment that has hard floors so that if they have to go to the bathroom, they can do that with, with little blowback. Because you have to keep in mind too, that whatever furniture is in Kim Kardashian's house, whatever flooring is in Kim Kardashian's house, whatever rugs are in Kim Kardashian's house, are going to cost more than the average person's vehicle. Probably two or three times that amount. And these are Pomeranians, small dogs that are furry and fuzzy and can just like pee anywhere. Even if they're house trained, you know, dogs have accidents. So you're trying to tell me if my dog has an accident on the floor, I now have to replace a $60,000 rug to the garage outside the door. Like what? Why are y'all mad? Why are, I don't understand why people, and this is why I don't care about it because people want to get mad about anything and everything. And I'm not a stand for the Kardashians. I'm really not. But there's a lot of other things that they do that we can be upset about. This isn't one of them. Like let's everybody calm down. All right. Let those dogs stay in their beautiful, well-lit, well-ventilated, air-conditioned garage and, and shut up. Like, what, what are y'all mad for? Y'all just want to be mad because it's Kim Kardashian. But meanwhile, your dog has been outside in the backyard for a week and doesn't come in the house because he's not allowed in the house because your couch from Renaissance Center is, you know, not all the way paid for yet. Stop being dumb, internet. Like, what? why are y'all mad? Anyway. That's all I have to say about celebrity today. I hope you enjoyed. We are now on to y'all's questions and story times. Let's get into it. What is this? this is a question yeah this question comes from a woman um saying that i'm wondering if it's a bad sign the guy i'm dating who's 26 hasn't put a label on it after four months she's 28 he's 26 i'm not i'm gonna reserve my judgment because i already have a response to that question but i'm reserve my judgment until i read your question her question reads i met the guy i'm dating on hinge in the beginning of august and we've been hanging out once or twice a week since then, going on dates and texting every day. I met his friends and he met mine, and I really enjoy the time we spend together. We share a lot of the same values, and I'm very attracted to him, especially physically and intellectually. 
and he brightens my day whenever I see him. My ex cheated on me, and so did his, and when we talk about this on our first date, I told him I really wanted to take it slow with dating since I went through the breakup with my ex back in February. We have not been fully intimate yet, but we're getting to that point. I feel like we have been opening up to each other slowly, and that is comforting because I have had a lot of relationships that moved very fast. I started grad school full-time um, in the fall, and I'm working full-time. So I have had a lot on my plate, and the guy I'm dating has been a huge source of comfort and happiness through all of it in the last few months. It's been nice to just be dating and not have any expectations for the future right now. Just getting to know each other and building trust. But the reason I'm here is I have this insecurity that he hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend or put a label on it as it seems like that would be the right next step. I also really don't want to rush or force anything, especially since I have a lot of past relationships where they burned out quickly after a label was given. What are your thoughts on whether this is something I should bring up at this point? We haven't had a conversation that we are exclusive yet, and that is very important for me before becoming intimate but I am wondering if I should bring it up before then. Okay, this is a lot. That was a long question, but the detail was necessary. So in my past relationship, I was cheated on too, so I get like wanting to be careful, right? But what I've learned in my big age um, is that if you don't effectively communicate, you're not gonna get what you are looking for. Because you're either going to get the answer, you're going to be exclusive and that's great, or you're not going to be exclusive, but still that answers your question. So my thing is you haven't, he hasn't brought it up. You haven't brought it up either. So why don't you talk to this guy? He's, you said he's very intellectual. You said he's very kind. You said he's very chill. Like You said all of those things that would make it seem that he would be receptive to a conversation like this have the conversation. It's been four months. You haven't been intimate yet because of your own thing as in terms of like, you wanna be in a relationship before you're intimate and that's fair. But I'm kind of like, if you see this person as somebody that you want to be with, the topic of exclusivity should have happened already. Four months is a long time to be with somebody and be in purgatory and not quite sure what's happening or where you're going with that person. I think it's for the best that if he doesn't bring it up, which it doesn't look like he is because <laughs> he would have by now, or maybe he's waiting on something. I don't know. I don't want to speak for somebody else that's not here, but I think that you should take the initiative and sit him down and say, listen, I'm having a great time with you. I think you're a really cool guy. Somebody that is somebody that I want to be with. You're my type. Like we have a great time together and I'd like to understand you know, is, is it because your ex cheated on you um, that, that you don't want to make this exclusive? Like, what are, what is the roadblocks for making what we have just you and me? And just see what he says. Like, you don't have to come at him any kind of way. You don't have to give him an ultimatum. As a matter of fact, please don't give that man an ultimatum. But really just have a conversation. It's okay to state what you want. In a, you state what you want literally everywhere else. Like, why wouldn't you state what you want here? I hope that helps. Good luck. And please um, hit me back once you have that conversation because I'm curious to know how it ends up. Okay. And now for the story time. Ooh, this is a long one, but I'm gonna read it because I pre-read it and it's juicy. It's good. Okay. 
So I work at a nonprofit tourist type place, which can be booked for weddings, proposal photos, that sort of thing. As we are picturesque, rentals are not the main reason people come to our location. Just a side thing we offer, we are a tourist destination. I'm the person who works the registration desks and books these rentals. I had a guy who wanted to book a surprise wedding. Surprise wedding is in quotes, that's why I did this. A surprise wedding. Who was it a surprise for? The bride, of course. Oh no, see, what you're not gonna do is surprise me with a wedding because the way that I've thought through even just my outfits, you're not gonna surprise me with a wedding. We're not doing that. You can surprise me with an engagement. I would actually prefer you did surprise me with engagement, but we're planning the wedding. Don't come to me with a surprise wedding. Go away from me with that. Okay, anyway, the plan was to propose, then immediately walk her to another part of the facility and have her change into a wedding dress in a public bathroom because we aren't set up for dressing before weddings and maybe not even a dress she picked out and walk into her own wedding with a hundred guests waiting. I begged my boss to not let this happen and there were too many things that could go horribly wrong and this poor woman would have no say in any part of her wedding. She might, she might either initially say no to a proposal, then what do we do with the 100 guests? And I'm certainly not offering any refunds. Or she could say yes and rescind when she realized what was going on. My boss said to still do it if they signed all the paperwork and paid. I knew your boss about that paper, and I, I'm, okay, go ahead. The guy came in with several people, I'm assuming his family members, to do a walkthrough and plan this. A week or two goes by with me getting emails from vendors about his event for alcohol and things. I was leaving voicemails and emailing him repeatedly that he needs to actually sign paperwork with me and pay as he has not reserved anything with us just yet. At that point, anyone could take the date and he still and he should not be contracting vendors or signing or paying for anything with them at this stage. It's inappropriate and I'm the venue he hasn't booked. Then I get him on the phone finally, like two weeks after he came in in person and he says, oh, I thought someone would have called you. We won't be needing the space. So I gave it to one of the other four people calling me about that date. I do not know if she caught wind and shut it down or even if they're still together after that stunt. What was the reason he wanted to do this? They had some relatives not doing so well health-wise and he wanted to speed up the marriage process so they could attend, but didn't talk to his would-be fiance, turned same day bride about it beforehand. Hope you enjoyed. That was a heck of a story, friend, and I, I get it. Like, you want to make sure that your family members who aren't in good health can attend your wedding, but communicate that. Like, why wouldn't you tell your bride this? Like, why would this be a y'all don't just if the world's problems would be so much easier if people would just talk to each other. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We're episode two in the books. I hope you enjoyed. It's been obviously a pleasure. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for chilling with me. Thank you for talking with me. And um, I'll see you soon. Don't forget to follow Hey Friends Pod 1 on all socials. You can follow me at Good Journey to Ease Know Why. Be sure to send your story times and questions to our email, info at heyfriendspod.com. And until next week, goodbye. Hey friends, let's keep the conversation going. Join the party on all socials, TikTok, IG, and YouTube at HeyFriendsPod1. And you can follow my personal page at Good Journey. Two E's, no Y. See y'all in the comment section. Bye.